Thanks for tuning in to Timberlake's Message Podcast. We're excited to announce an all-new podcast called Weekend in Review, which we'd love for you to check out right after this. Visit reviewpodcast.timberlakechurch.com or download the Timberlake app. Text Timberlake app to 77977 or search for Timberlake Church in your app store. We're always so encouraged to hear how this platform has been a blessing to others, and we hope it makes an impact for you as well. Enjoy the message. We're going through the book of 2 Peter in the Bible uh, for the next number of weeks, and it's, the series is called Living Sanely in a Crazy World. Would you admit that things have gotten a little bit crazy in the world, maybe in your world? I know that in the midst of this crisis, uh, I did the one thing that I thought I could do, and that's to attempt to grow a beard. So if, if this is what you're, you're wondering what's on my face, because I thought, you know what, uh, you know, it's going to be great, I'll look like Bradley Cooper. And unfortunately, it did not turn that out, out that way. I look a little bit more like Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, well, uh, during this time, people have sent me pictures, one person of their cat watching me preach. I didn't know that cats could come into God's kingdom, but it's a wonderful thing. Uh, well, this has been a crazy time, and we're reminded, especially in First and Second Peter, and we've looked at First Peter before, uh, and I want to look at one verse from there how to focus our hopes. We read in 1 Peter 1, 13, therefore with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. We know that we have a future-focused faith, but it can be hard in the midst of things that are difficult. And, And I want to acknowledge the difficulty. It has been difficult for uh, many people, obviously health-wise, maybe financially, careers. But in the midst of that, in the midst of acknowledging the difficulty, we can also acknowledge that there's also opportunity. You think of uh, how this uh, COVID-19 has been so bad for so many companies, unless you're Amazon or unless you're Zoom Communications, or your QFC, they're uh, uh, busy all the time, or Peloton. And you think about the last economic crisis that we had, in in the midst of that, uh, the companies that were born. There was uh, Uber uh, was born. We also had one of my favorites, Mod Pizza. Pinterest, which is the bane of my existence. No, j- just, just kidding. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, and uh, then, of course, Venmo, uh, which my daughters love and want me to send them money through all the time. Well, w- why do we have a hard time really thinking clearly? Because when we're in a crisis, we focus on the crisis, and there's consequences of that. Number one is uh, difficulty concentrating that we have a hard time focusing on what matters. And number two is difficulty concentrating. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Number two is worry. Uh, We're worried about health, jobs, finances, how far behind our kids will be after we've taught them in our homes uh, for so long. There's also isolation. And I know sometimes we feel like we are isolated. Some of us have been literally isolated. There's not that many uh, people around. 
Uh, it's been interesting, this trend where people have been buying dogs, uh, not a lot of cats, but <laughs> they've been buying dogs. It's sort of like, hey, the apocalypse has happened, uh, time to get a dog. And this really leads to number four, and that's pessimism about the future. Uh, the Washington Post wrote this uh, a couple weeks back. It says, Coronavirus America is a constant hum of late night worry of how life will ever get back to what it was. I mean, I'm thinking about how on edge uh, I've been during this time. My financial advisor sent me, I, which was a great note. It's like, hey, just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. And I think I sent something back like, uh, you ruined my life or something like that. Uh, because we all can be on edge a little bit. Well, this is why I think that one of the most essential things there is in our world, in society, the most essential, is our faith. Because you think about uh, the Bible. It was written uh, to people in crisis, by people in crisis, and for over 2,000 years has sustained people in crisis. And that's, that's what we're going to look at. We're looking at growing uh, during times that can be difficult. Well, this, this crisis is unprecedented, but it's certainly not our last one. And I've got to tell you, I came up with this series, had planned to preach it long before COVID-19, because I knew some of you were going to be freaking out about politics. Why? Because every year you freak out about politics, and you need to be reminded that God is God and what is important. See, the reality is we can move from crisis to crisis. Many of us, if we were going to be a little honest with ourselves, we, we do that in our lives, whether it's personal, relational, whether it's something big like we're going through right now. And I believe that God wants us to do more than survive each crisis in our life. That God wants to meet us in that point. That God wants to do something, if we will let him, in us and through us. Now, as, as I was thinking about this, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to uh, be insensitive to those who, who are going through uh, amazingly difficult times. Uh, but there are opportunities at the same time we hold that intention. The difficulty, the hardship, and yet opportunity as well. In fact, I put on Facebook, I said, uh, hey, you know, in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis and all that's around it, has there been anything surprising, surprisingly good in your life? Uh, I was flooded with responses. Here, here are a few. Uh, lots of family time. Uh, another person said, yeah, no FOMO, no fear of missing out because there's nothing to miss out on anymore. Uh, my front and backyards are in the best shape in years. There's something to be thankful for. Uh, growing a horrific mustache, I have no idea why that's a good thing, uh, but I did do the beard, so I cannot uh, throw any shade on anyone. Uh, my commute is about 20 paces to my backyard shed office versus an hour plus each way to the office, over 10 hours a week saved. Another person said, being an introvert is now in style and federally enforced upon the extroverts. Social norms are finally in my favor. I've waited my whole life for this. Also, daytime pajamas, no explanation necessary. Uh, 
One person uh, wrote this, spending less money, reading more, less meetings, indulging in Dr. Pepper. I have no idea how that made the list. Uh, Better people watching, using less shampoo. That is uh, courageous to admit that. And then giving work clothes a break. Uh, Finally, one person said this, learning how to trust God in a deeper level. And that's really what I want to uh, focus on for us, is how do we learn to trust God in a deeper level and grow and take advantage of the opportunities that come in the midst of a world that can sometimes seem crazy? Well, uh, in 2 Peter 1-2, it says this. It says, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. You think about that, grace and peace in abundance. Grace is defined by Webster's as God's uh, unmerited favor. We, We understand that. Peace, that's what our life used to look like before we had to educate our children in our homes. And it says this grace and peace, yours in abundance. And it can almost sort of sound tone deaf when you think about what we're going through in our world. But I want to give you some context to the scripture, and I think you'll understand why this journey we're going on the next few weeks is going to be so pertinent and relevant, and if you'll let it be, powerful in your life. Well, well, 2 Peter uh, was written by the apostle uh, Peter, and we understand about uh, the time that it was written. It was written uh, during a persecution uh, 1,940 years ago or longer. It was during this time of persecution, constant threat of violence. Uh, Emperor Nero was killing, torturing Christians. Uh, Christians were blacklisted from employment, and uh, Catch this out, or check this out. Deadly disease was part of everyday life. You think about that, you think about the difficulty they were going through, and you understand the universality of these words. And so, what I want us to do is to to step in to not only the promises that are in the scripture, but really some of the prescriptions for our life. We read, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. I like how this is put in the living Bible paraphrase. It says, uh, for as you know him better, he will give you through his great power everything you need for living a truly good life. We all want that. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. Well, how how do we uh, step into that? We step into that by making some decisions of how we're going to live in the midst of this, how we're going to show up. See, we, we go through these stages when we hit any difficult times. We go uh, from, the, from the fear zone. Some of us are still stuck there. You're watching way too much cable news. To the learning zone, I understand things are going to need to be different, uh, how I'm going to move forward. And then to the growth zone, where we understand the current reality, we, we live in it, and in some ways, because of God in us, we transcend our circumstances. See, this is exactly what uh, Peter was writing, he was writing this to people who were uh, struggling. And, and I want us to draw some application 
for our lives. In fact, this, the, these next few verses that we're gonna focus on for the rest of our time, really, they apply to anyone in any situation, if you wanna take the opportunity to grow, grow in your faith with uh, God, grow in your knowledge of Jesus Christ, to grow in your relationships with other people, and to grow into the person that God has created us to be. We read this, it says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. So really what he's describing in that are some right now opportunities that you and I have for a better future. And one, and especially during this time of stay-at-home orders, is to get spiritually smarter, and that's knowledge. This is where uh, we have opportunity to focus. Maybe it would be a great time. You might say, Ben, I'm not a Bible person. By the way, next week, I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. If you say, hey, I have questions and doubts about the Bible, it is okay to come with those. And I think you really, to grow, you need to address those uh, as well. But you would start, download the Bible app. Just read it on your computer or your phone, and you'd start a Bible reading plan that you can get spiritually smarter through our online groups where you gather with other people and you start to get to know God and how God operates in your life. Maybe it's our Thursday night uh, online prayer group with Pastor Russell. Or maybe it's not about learning anything new. Maybe it's about applying what you already know. I received not too long ago uh, a message from someone. It was a, 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 a Facebook message. And the person said, hey, I want to ask for forgiveness. Now, let me give you a little context. This happened long before I came to Timberlake Church. There was someone in my life and, and was doing uh, some of my finances for me and, and really had taken advantage of that uh, not only cost us financially in the midst of the last recession, uh, a lot of money we honestly didn't have because of this person's misdeeds. It cost him uh, his freedom for a while. It wasn't me. There were other people as well. And, and he, he said, you know, I don't even have the right to ask this, but I want to ask you to forgive me. And, you know, there's that part in me, part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to do that. But honestly, I've got to tell you, it wasn't a decision. Because I made a decision that has made every other decision for me. I have decided to follow Jesus Christ. Not when it feels good, not when I want to, not when I can squeeze it into my time, my emotions, my budget. And that decision has made every other decision in my life. And so even though it was hard, I... I said, of course I forgive you, just as Jesus has forgiven me. See, see, part of this is how we grow, even in isolation, relationally. And that's number two, find your people, which really leads uh, to what the Bible is talking about, a mutual affection. And again, this was sacrifice in, uh, in serving one another. It's about us being open to even new relationships 
uh, during this time. Maybe you say, hey, you know, I, I don't have as deep of friendships as, as I'd like to. This is a great time. In fact, here's, here's one of the great opportunities that you have. Now, you can do this through church, new relationships, through groups or other things that we have, and, and we give you the great on-ramp if you'll take it. But maybe for some of you, it's about past relationships, people who, and it's weird and awkward. You haven't talked to them, not only for months, maybe it's been years, maybe decades. Do you know that you have an opportunity now that's not gonna come next month, probably next, not next year, probably will not come in the next decade or two to reach out to people that, that really would have been difficult any other time. In the midst of this crisis, you can say, you know, it's been 20 years, and I'm sorry I haven't reached out till now, but I just wanted to see how you're doing. Or you might say, hey, it's been eight years or two years, or I don't know how long, and you know that you had an impact in my life, and in the midst of all this craziness, I just want to let you know the impact that you had. See, we have an opportunity to restore relationships that honestly seemed irreparably broken. We have the opportunity to start relationships that really matter. And honestly, for some of us, it'll mean stopping relationships. Now, that's not you know going through your Facebook register and unfriending people. <laughs> uh, that, well, that may be part of it, but that's your own deal. But honestly, you, you might realize that some relationships were much more utilitarian, that they really weren't mutual, and, and it's just more of a natural distancing during this time of distance. You know, uh, I hope that one of the things that you'll do is strengthen your relationship spiritually, even when it comes to church. Maybe you've been more of a, a casual observer and now's the time to be engaged. And I know you're thinking, Ben, uh, I think you're a little bit out there because we can't come to church. I know you can't. But what I'm saying is, maybe you'd say, no, this is, I'm really gonna invest in my church home when we're able to meet again, and we will be meeting again. Uh, that's gonna roll out in stages. I'll talk to you about that in just one second. But that you say, no, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna plug in. It's not gonna be a casual faith. It's not gonna be you know, when, when something else is not going on. But I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna serve others. And I'm gonna show up, number one, to worship God because he is worthy of worship. That is way countercultural. But do you know that that's what the Bible calls you to? Not to earn God's favor. Jesus gave you his free grace. But to show that you honor God and to grow in your faith. So uh, one of the things that's gonna probably happen as we uh, roll back into normalcy, and I don't know the exact timing, but we know probably what it'll look like is we'll start to meet in smaller groups, and there'll be opportunities to do that. We'll follow all the laws, just in case you're one of those people who like to remind everyone what the laws are. Uh, and, but it's important that we meet together and then maybe in larger groups, and then finally in uh, uh, big worship services. That may be a while. We've actually already determined that we're gonna adjust accordingly. Uh, we're gonna make one, every building, uh, the safest public place you can go to 
uh, in Western Washington. We've already determined that. We're making the investment. We know that you're going to want that. But we are also going to probably maybe add some services and add maybe even new uh, campuses that are closer to your home that we, we might meet in smaller rather than larger gatherings. See, it's not the, the form that it takes. It's really the outcome in our life. And I'm going to ask you to, to really maybe do a few things as well, that you will commit to one, being part of it, that when we come back together and we're going to have uh, baptisms and membership and all of that, that, that you say, hey, I'm going to jump in in a way that maybe I've been hesitant to do so. That you'd use your spiritual gifts. Do you know that there are people who need the exact spiritual gifts that God has given you? And that you would determine before we ever meet again that you would do that. That you would invest the resources of, of your time and, and your money. And I know that's hard because some of you, honestly, this has been devastating financially. And as your church family, we want to help you. Others of us, we're, we're sort of where we're, we've been at. And, and maybe this is a time for you to honestly step it up. To fill in that gap, to help others, to, to invest in ministry as well. See, this has to do more with what God is doing on the inside than anything else. And that leads to number three, strength and character, where it talks about goodness, self-control, and love. I'm so proud of our church in this season. Someone sent me this. I've received so, so many of these kind of notes. We want to thank you and our church for supporting families in my neighborhood with groceries this past weekend. We asked for about six people to show up. About 15 showed up to help and support applied those needy families with food. One family I saw, uh, they put on their yard signs, love is not quarantine, kindness is not quarantine, and hope is not quarantine. And that leads to number four, is that determine your destiny. Just say, I, I understand what I can step into, that I can, I can do good, that I can remember that this is temporary, and I can know that God can change me. See, here's a promise that's made in Scripture. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says this a couple verses later. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's message podcast. If you would like to watch the video version of this, visit our online campus at online.timberlakechurch.com, which is also live Saturday evenings at 5.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, and 11.15 Pacific Time. And don't forget to check out our app for a one-stop solution to all things Timberlake. Thanks again, and we hope to see you this weekend.